everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. One of us is in a bar and the other one isn't. Gab, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, I don't actually know. It's like a whiskey blackberry drink thing. The I was going through the drink list and the bartender... I didn't really like some of the things on the bartender's uh, recommendation, but um, yeah, so a whiskey blackberry mason jar full of stuff. What are you enjoying? Uh, water and not a random glass of alcohol that someone handed me that I don't know what it's full of. It's whiskey, definitely. I just took my first sip. Totally has whiskey in it. It's not really something that you want to be discovering, like, I, you know, at the at the last moment. I'm I'm okay. 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 Yeah, I'm feeling okay with with this stuff. Okay. I I, I knew I knew it had whiskey in it. <laughs> I kind of wish I had a mixed whiskey drink. I'm so stressful this week. So stressful. It's woso, man. Like never a dull moment. Really, though? Because a lot of times we'll hit, like, a month with no news, and then this past week or so, it's been just one after another. Couldn't even take a breath, just on the ropes, getting punched in the face over and over. But it's the end of the season, right? Everything kind of happens at the end of the season. I guess so. Maybe, I don't know, because... Alright, let's just go over the recent big women's soccer news items so that Okay. Let's let's start. Last time we recorded, Hope Solo had just gotten suspended and her contract revoked from US soccer. Right. What happened next? And then Hope decided that it would be best for herself in the rain if she didn't play out the rest of the season with them. And I'm not gonna second guess her decision. I think you know, she sat down with the team and talked about it, and if the team is fine with it, then that's their call. And besides which, they've got Haley Kottmeyer, and, you know, I think a lot of people going, well, what are they going to do without Hope have not been watching the rain and Haley Kottmeyer, so. Yeah, the rain have done pretty well this season without Hope. I mean, they haven't been, like, they're still fighting for a playoff spot and everything like that, but it's definitely, they're not, they're, they're no Boston Breakers. No, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I hate you so much. Oh, I hope you find a surprise. I hope you find, like, a human fingernail in that jar of alcohol. God. There is a a lemon seed that I'm actively trying to avoid. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So that was kind of what started the avalanche of news. And then... I don't even remember the chronological order, but in rapid succession, we found out that Carly Lloyd had asked a reporter to leave a press scrum before she would speak, and then Megan Rapino took a knee to protest racial inequality and support Colin Kaepernick, and then Lauren Chaney revealed that she has a benign brain tumor and has to have it removed, but after she carries her baby to term. Did I miss anything? No, I think... I think that's about it because all of that stuff has nothing to do with the actual NWSL season. (laughs) Yeah. Which is also coming to a close and teams are fighting for playoff spots and home field advantage and everything. So yeah, it's, it's a busy time of the year. Yeah. I think the top four are pretty much settled, even though the rain, I think technically still could sneak in if everything goes wrong for Chicago or the flash. But right. I think the, the top four are set, and then within those four, they're all going to be jockeying for home field advantage. Uh, and only one team really has secured home field advantage at this point, and that's the Spirit. But unfortunately, nobody really knows that because of other drama that happened around that match. 
All right, so let's just dive right in because yeah, it would be remiss of us not to talk about this. Okay, if you haven't heard by now, and I don't know how you could have missed it because even my friends who hate sports are aware of what's going on. It was on the front page of Yahoo Sports. No, no, not even Yahoo Sports, like Yahoo. It was all over Big Me, not just people who cover sports, but, ju- you know, HuffPo had it, I think the Washington Post had it, um, CNN probably had a thing on so yeah, the AP picked it up. Anyway, on September 7th, when the Washington Spirit were playing the Seattle Rain, uh, Megan Rapino said beforehand that she was going to continue to take a knee during the anthem in order to bring attention to problems of racial inequality in the United States, specifically uh, things like police violence against black people, and and it was done in part to support Colin Kaepernick sitting during the anthem. Bill Lynch, the owner of the Washington Spirit and veteran, hears this and decides he's going to preempt any possibility of protest and just play the anthems while the teams are in the locker rooms. Now, had he just done this, which, you know, it's his prerogative as the team owner, he can do whatever he wants. It doesn't mean he's he's um, exempt from criticism. If he had just done this and allowed the teams to play and not said anything else about his decision, it probably would have been fine. People would have been like, uh, you know, he did that, and whatever. There might have been a little bit of discussion about, you know, the nature of protest and the po- and politics and sports, but instead he puts out a press release, this long-ass press release, explaining how he totally respects Megan Rapinoe's right to express dissent, but at the same time is not going to let her do that. Because the anthem, apparently, during sporting events has become entirely about honoring veterans and the military, and there's no other meaning to it. Right. <clears throat> there, there's no other uh, understanding or reason that people are participating. Every time we participate in an anthem, it's to honor veterans. I personally was unaware of that as being the standard now. So I, I, was, I was made aware of that. I think that's a really dick move because... First of all, the anthem means a lot of things to a lot of people. Second of all, it completely denies other people the chance to take whatever they, whatever meaning they take from the anthem during that moment. And third of all, it creates this false dichotomy where if people protest that, then the other side immediately goes, oh, do you hate veterans? What's the problem with you? Don't you love America and the military? But aside from that, it's entirely possible to protest things that go on in America and at the same time support the veterans of America. Like, you can hold those two concepts within you at the same time. Right, and when you are actively taking away somebody's opportunity to do a protest, you're not respecting their right to protest. No, he completely... He said, you know what, my opinion is the one that matters here, and it's the only one that's going to get heard. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about how owners aren't exempt from criticism. We talk about how owners have a certain caliber that we expect, especially in women's sports, because we're used to the dick moves of the past. So at the next game that the Rain play at home, they're actually going to be honoring some veterans before the game, and people are like... 
oh, how can you do that at the same time? And, pro and it's like, because it's not the same thing to say America needs to do better by some of its citizens and also to respect that people have done things for their country. Like, if you want to honor veterans, then standing during the anthem is not necessarily the most concrete way of doing it. You can vote for legislation that protects veterans. You can, you can donate to causes yeah, that help support veterans. That, like, how many veterans are homeless in America, but we don't care about them because they've already done their duty? Yeah, there's t a lot of organizations you can probably look up through Charity Navigator to see, you know, which ones spend their money the best that help veterans with housing, with health care, with education, with, you know, all the stuff that they need whenever they come back here. So that's where I put my money. If I want to support veterans, my personal favorite is the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans Association, the IAVA. Um, but if you want to support veterans and protest what the United States is doing at the same time, those are not two mutually exclusive actions. So oh, it's part of what makes America a, a country of the free and home of the brave like Megan Rampino is being brave in standing up for something that she thinks needs attention like Megan Rampino taking a knee is not her saying my taking a knee is going to have a direct impact on police violence toward minority groups Megan Rampino taking a knee says if my reason if my if my purpose for doing this creates news and creates buzz and people become more aware that it's not just minority groups, uh, it, it's, it's not just like African-American groups or Native American groups that she's staying up for, but here's a white person. Granted, she's in a minority group of being uh, a, a gay lady, um, but here's a white person standing up for the rights of others. And, you know, that's, that's the talking point here. It's 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 not necessarily that she thinks that she's going to have a direct relation in stopping police killings. She wants this conversation to continue. So what Bill ultimately did was while he denied her the right to protest is he amplified her message so fucking much. And I don't think he or anybody at the spirit thought that that was something that would happen. No, I think he thought people would rally behind him. Rah, rah, Bill, you great big hero. Good job. Good job, you know, telling this woman not to do this. And, you know, apparently they have received some some messages of support from people saying, yeah, she, it's absolutely disgusting what she's doing. Like, blah, 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 classless, anti-America, da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, we have heard voices from within Spirit fans themselves, like among the Spirit Squadron, um, one of their members who gave an interview that night, um, I think they spoke to Think Progress, was, you know, I'm a veteran, and he does not speak for me. Veterans aren't a monolithic group. We all hold lots of different opinions. He doesn't speak for me. I'm a season ticket holder, and that's not, you know, that's not my view. So that's the other thing, where he thinks he's speaking on behalf of all veterans or all people who support the military. It, it's just, we can all have different opinions. There was a great tweet right. from uh, Haley Carter, who's a reserve GK for the Houston Dash. She's a veteran, and she was like... Who's, who's been on our show before. Who's been on our show. She's like, there's room for all of us to have opinions. P Pino can say what she wants, the end. You know? Right, and even his own players disagreed with the way he did it. 
That's like, yeah. To me, his action. Grant Wall tweeted something about NWSL 2013. NWSL small time since 2013. And while I hate that that is the coverage that Grant Wall is giving the NWSL, Ugh. I kind of agree. I'm like, he, Bill should not have the access to be able to issue a statement like that without it being vetted multiple times. Yeah, but Bill Lynch does what he wants. I think he's notoriously close-fisted with the Spirit brand. Um, I completely agree, but I'm saying if if we want the NWSL to, evol- to elevate to another level, like at some point there need- that organization needs to grow and his oversight or his micromanaging needs to be tightened up a little bit Mm. yeah if that statement had been run by i think one pr person who was looking out for the team as a whole and not just there to say yes to bill lynch i think that statement would not have gone out i agree yeah it did colossally backfire the team the next day released their own statement saying you know he did this without telling us uh, I thought it was pretty telling that Lynch's statement was sent out as a press release to everyone's inboxes via email, but the Washington Spirit player's statement was not. I don't think I've got a press release about that. That so, was just posted on the website, right? It was just posted on the website. Yeah, I mean, I could not imagine being a player for the Spirit and kind of learning the motives as to why your owner did the things he did and, and what he's saying. And, you know, Megan Rapino, I think, was completely, I don't want to say justified, because I don't, I, I don't want to give her, like, a star for having feelings. But I think her feelings were grounded in some of the comments she was making after the match. And granted, reporters were asking her leading questions, like something that I've seen circulated circulated a, a few times over the last few days is that uh, Megan Rapino called Bill a, hom- a, a homophobic. But there was a question specifically asking her, do you think he is homophobic? It's not like she issued a statement out of the blue saying that he is homophobic. And a lot of what Megan Rapino said after that match is being taken out of context. And not that that's a bad thing, but I mean, if this, if women's soccer is going to become part of this national conversation, it's got to get tightened up. And Megan Rapinoe's got to figure out, like, what is she actually advocating for? Like, is is her platform, hey, I'm a gay lady standing up for the rights of African-American people? Or is her platform, hey, I'm a famous celebrity ath- athlete who is bringing awareness to this cause? Like, I, I just, I feel like I get mixed messages from Megan Rapinoe and some of her re- actions or reactions to during this whole thing. I think that the some of the questions that were asked kind of pushed her onto a different course. She did bring the conversation back around to racial inequality during some of that press conference with Laura Harvey, where she, for example, spoke about, um, you know, when we talk about women getting paid less on the dollar, that's only white women. We need to think about black women, Latina women, stuff like that. So I thought that was good. She, she definitely brought it back around to issues of racial inequality in the country. And I think it also behooves us when we talk about this to also try and always remember that the reason why this all happened is originally because of Colin Kaepernick's protest. We got to bring it back one step, you know, 
bring it back one iteration to go, okay, why did all this happen? Because there's, you know, a movement in this country, Black Lives Matter, that is discussing racial inequality specifically against black people. Not to say that racial inequality only happens against black people, but right now we're discussing racial inequality against black people, which takes certain specific forms, you know, that may or may not happen to people of other racial backgrounds in this country. Which I am saying and as, you know, an Asian person, I acknowledge that there are differences totally. in the way that, you know, certain minorities get treated in this country. Right. I mean, the other topical thing going on right now is just what's happening with the, the Dakota Access Pipeline. Right. But that's not a part of this. You right. know, I, I feel like messaging has to get very direct in order to have an actual impact. Otherwise, that's just like... The Timbers Army, uh, somebody within the Timbers Army, Scotty, he, he wrote a blog post uh, about how he plans to sit during National Anthem. So it creates this conversation of what should fans do? What should supporters do? Well, I'm not attending the match to honor veterans. I'm attending the match and uh, like I view the National Anthem as a, an expression of civic pride. So it doesn't mean the same to me as it does to other people, but so I don't want to copy what's being done but at the same time like if you participate in the protest are you copying or are you elevating what that conversation needs to be to get to the next level no that's what pino brought up though where she was talking about how white voices don't need to be the lead voice on this but they need to support black voices so it's the difference between amplifying and co-opting the message if you are doing something that attention ultimately comes back to the original cause you're amplifying if you're doing Absolutely. it to, yeah if you're doing it to talk about what you're doing then you are displacing the original voices so yeah if you just keep that in mind then that can help guide your actions on on whether to and how to protest yeah and and protesting is easy but it's also difficult because protesting is not about you participating in the act no, it's not about, you know, you getting attention for it. It's about you redirecting any attention you may get to saying, well, why are you doing this? Oh, because of, and then, you know, people in the end should just skip right over you and go back to the original message, hopefully. That's hopefully yeah. how it should work out. Yeah, and, you know, part of me, so the Seattle Seahawks this, this weekend for their first NFL game, I, I read that they plan to take a knee, all the entire team. And to me, that is a more effective protest than what Megan Rapinoe is doing. Had Megan Rapinoe talked to her entire team and been like, hey, guys, this is something I feel really passionate about. I'd like to have the conversation as a group. Ultimately, maybe we can figure out like who wants to participate in a protest at this level, and we could make it, instead of an individual doing something, we could make it our organization is doing something, or this group of individuals is showing their support of this protest. I, I thought she did talk to the team beforehand. She said, this is what I'm doing, guys. Right, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, did she come at it as, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing, or, hey, guys, here's what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, who wants to join me? I mean, for all we know, she did ask them to join her, and, you know, people needed a little more time to think about it. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I mean... I, I don't think that she entered into this lightly. She probably was like, hmm, you know, stewing over it for a couple of days. Sure, so, sure, sure. 
I mean, the rain definitely issued a statement supporting her actions, you know, saying we stand behind our player. So <laughs> I guess I'm just saying to me, it would have almost had more of an impact had she or the team had more people participating and it would be less of a look at this thing Mega Rapino did. She may also feel that she's uniquely placed to be able to do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. She has a lot she more job that, security she has clout. and she has a lot more. Yeah, name recognition. So it's not super fair to say it, but Megan Rapino takes a knee has a lot more impact than, say, Keelan Winters takes a knee. Sure. And she may have felt that she didn't want the backlash to fall on anybody else but her. We, we just don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. There, think, there are a lot of things we don't know. Yeah, I think you have a point in that, you know, solidarity. If, if a bunch of them do it, it, it definitely doesn't come down to one individual name. And so it, it maybe helps redirect the attention back to where it needs to go. But on the other hand, a lot of this hoopla is not Megan Rapinoe's fault. It's Bill Lynch's fault. He's, Absolutely. I think his statement, it was It was a poorly handled situation. Poorly handled. It... He overshadowed his own team's accomplishments on the field on a night that should have been a really baller night for them because they went out with kind of a B-team lineup. You know, we, you know we've know, we got a playoff spot, let's rotate or whatever. And they still won 2-1. to one. <laughs> Against Seattle. Against Seattle, which was fighting really hard for a playoff spot. I'm sorry, Seattle fans, but that just happened to you. It was a good night to be a Spirit fan or to be covering the spirit but instead all the articles then turned into a spirit owner denies mega rapino protest yeah these big outlets are not going to cover you know spirit defeat rain to one solidified playoff position they don't they don't care about women's soccer of course they're only going to pick up on this giant news thing of course. Right. It's it's like why we get so mad when Hope Solo does anything and then it's on CNN. Or like, this is not what women's soccer is. But yeah. that's what the average Joe thinks of when they think of women's soccer. Oh, Hope Solo's a best case. Oh, Mega Rapino's an activist who is getting denied the right to activate. Wait, that's that's not right. <laughs> to activist. That's that's the verb to, now. To 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 activist. I am going to, to activist. activist. I, I'm going to go activist right now. Okay. Yeah. The people I see who regularly cover the spirit, like Black and Red United or the Equalizer, they talked about the game too. But Bill Lynch should have known that any big outlet that was going to pick up the story was not going to talk about his team at all. They were just going to nope. talk about his statement and Megan Rapino and the clash between two people on the issue of speech and protest and racial inequality in the, in the United States. Like, yep. So yeah, if I were the players, I would have been pissed, and I'm glad that they got together and spoke to him about it the next day. Um, yep. And I and I hope nobody faces any retaliation for that. Now, hopefully, because they did it as a team collectively, then they won't be able to place the blame on any one player. Uh, I I would bet on certain people within that team taking a leadership role in that discussion. People who maybe feel that they have more protection in terms of job status. Totally. I, I would not be surprised if that's how it went down. So, totally. So, yeah. On a night when, like, stalwart players like Allie Krieger and Joanna Lohman, Allie Krieger played seven minutes, and Jolo had 33. Um, that team still managed to 2-1 when Crystal Dunn finally got a goal. That should have been a new story. 
Yep. Like I was dumbfounded. I was at I, I was doing my volunteer uh, shift before the the Thorns game, and Crystal Dunn scored a goal, and I was like, "Oh yay, Crystal Dunn like scored a goal!" And uh, Wendy um, of Dendy, uh, <laughs> she was like, "That's her first goal for the Spirit this year," and I was like, "What? Right? Isn't how that insane? They, how are they doing so well?" And Crystal Dunn has only scored one goal. I would love to see an article discussing the change in Crystal Dunn's tactical role and the spirit going from being focal point of the attack and scoring. Didn't she have like 15 goals last season for them? Yeah. Oh, totally. And then this season, obviously. She had like a billion goals. Yeah. This season, obviously, they were interrupted by the Olympics. But even in the beginning of the season, it became apparent that her role had changed for the team. Hmm. You know, she she was more creator kind of out there on the wing sending in service, trying to cut in and maybe set up other players as opposed to, like, the spearhead of the attack. After, Interesting. Yeah, after the Mark Parsons-Jim Gabara switchover. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would love to see a tactical analysis of what Crystal Dunn has done. But unfortunately, we're going to read a lot about how the Washington Spirit owner is... It's an unfortunate position for the team to be in. It's an unfortunate position for women's soccer journalists to be in. Because while they're in a position where, you know, we're in playoff races, like, we, we're trying to draw recognition. Fox Soccer is now broadcasting matches. And this is a huge distraction from the message that should be the NWSL. Like, I'm kind of hoping that other ownership groups are talking to Bill Lynch, being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, dude. Like, I, I'm dude. hoping his peers are coming to him just being like, what you did was unnecessary mm. and it set us back. It, it made us look push-like. So that's the make a Rapino thing. What else happened this week? Oh, boy. There's something about Carlos. Carly Lloyd. So this is a smaller story for several reasons, and I'm actually kind of glad it stayed that way. So on September 3rd, the Houston Dash had a home game. They played the Orlando Pride, and they won 4-2. And then afterwards, in the general media scrum, where all the reporters come and talk, Carly Lloyd asked for one reporter to be removed before she would answer questions. She was like, I'm not going to talk to this guy. I want him to leave. And I think to avoid making a fuss, he did. He just left. This is someone who had previously criticized Carly Lloyd and discussed, you know, why isn't she with the team, stuff like that. Um, who had noted, you know, scheduling of her book tour, things like that. So... It definitely was retaliatory, and and it kind of got out, even though I think the reporter himself preferred that it, it got handled internally. And you didn't see much about it online, I think, because it was handled internally. But yes, Carly Lloyd asked that a credentialed reporter be removed from the scrum before she would answer questions. And, you know, the Dash had to speak to her about it and be like, you can't just pick and choose which reporters are allowed to attend a press conference because they may have criticized you in the past. I I believe it was all handled internally through the Dash and the League, and, you know, it's been resolved, and it doesn't need, you know, some big Twitter, some big Twitter uproar, you know, all going after Carly and being like, what you did, blah, 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 or people coming to her fence and saying she's absolutely entitled to not have anybody she doesn't want... You know, that's not going to help resolve the actual situation, which is part of why it was handled quietly and internally. 
But it did happen, and people had to issue some statements on it. Um, there was one from the NWSL Media Association, of which I am a member, just full disclosure. Wait, you're media? Uh, I mean, I do media. I, I, I thought you just had, like, this drunk podcast. <laughs> you know, I have a life outside of this podcast sometimes. That's like, why I'm the one almost done with her mason jar full of <laughs> booze and not saying much anymore. And you're the one drinking water. No, I'm the one drinking water because there's no booze in the house right at the moment. Or else I probably... How do you let that happen? Uh, my roommate drank it all. Well, I need to come visit and I will buy you booze. Yeah. I'm I'm working my way back up where I, I enjoy, you know, socially being with people and having a drink again. So that's nice. Well, good. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, media associations anyway. are sending out releases. A media association sent out a release on the topic, and I think it died kind of quietly, which is fine by me. It was like a, it was a mistake made by someone who had her feelings on the issue, and then it was corrected, and if it doesn't happen again, then, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I to me, it's something that happens in any arena, any sporting arena, political arena, any, like, movie stars do it, TV actors, musicians, anybody does that. But it's just not something that we've seen in the NWSL yet. And it's something that they nipped in the bud because, once again, it could have been something that made the league look a little bit small time. Right. I mean, she can block him on Twitter. She she can block whoever the that. hell she wants. Yeah. What's hilarious? Okay. So uh, on Wednesday, the Dash were in Portland. No. Yeah. On Wednesday, the Dash were in Portland um, for a match and somebody made a talk to my agent banner. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, talk to my agent two stick. Uh-huh. And uh, everybody like loved it, tweeted about it, stuff like that. She, after the match, went on Twitter. She liked a few posts and then immediately blocked those people. Wait, she liked the posts of the people who talked about it and then blocked the same people? Yes. <laughs> so people who like took photos of like the making of the banner. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, who, who then like posted it being like oh my god look at this look this is the the banner or whatever and then she blocked them and then people like inside stadium who took pictures of it and like praised it or thought it was funny she liked them and then blocked them and i was just like i i i spent some time on my phone trying to be like are those buttons close to each other no what's happening is she's using likes as bookmarks right right and so but I, I i was i was just like that's weird <laughs> So, you know, Carly Lloyd, she she's using the block and she's trying to use the block in real life, not realizing that part of her profession means that you are open to criticism at a professional level. And if somebody is being unprofessional, then that's something to take up with your team and your PR group and say, does this person actually deserve a credential? Because I, some of their comments have been unprofessional. You're absolutely right. That should have been handled internally. The same way that, you know, the discussion with, hey, you can't, you can't ask a reporter to leave the scrum for personal reasons, like, was also handled internally. Right. I mean, I think she's just getting confused as to how to block people in real life and how to block people online. (laughs) And she's thinking that there's a block button in real life. And there is, but it's more of a due process and less of a just get the fuck out of my space. 
there is a difference between, you know, someone being critical of someone professionally and, and questioning all that versus, like, you know, he was personally abusive to me on Twitter. He doesn't deserve to be here. And I right. think it was a clear-cut case of, no, he was just, he was asking questions about you as a player with respect to the dash and, you know, drawing his conclusions from that. But it, it wasn't personal. Right. and but, but we all have our different parameters for what is personal. That's true, too. You know, and and sometimes it does take that reflective conversation with somebody else to be like, so I'm taking this personally. Should I be? Yeah. And you know what? Carly Lloyd probably has received. She's received a lot more than other people have on on issues like this. So she could be more sensitive to it. Totally. But but haters only fuel her. <laughs> I was expecting her to come out guns a blazing against the thorns this week. Cause I was just like, this has been a week that would have amped her up. But unfortunately I, or fortunately, because I'm a thorns fan. Fortunately, I saw a lot of walking around the pitch. I saw a lot of diving. I saw a lot of talking to the ref and getting calls made her way and shit like that. And when stuff like that happens, like I had a lot of respect for Carly Lloyd. You know, but as, as I've seen stuff happen over the last, like, year, like, there's only a certain amount of leeway or a certain amount of credit that you give people before you just go, like, what are your true colors, man? I really liked Carly in a kind of, God, I just love watching what she does on and off the field. Like, it amuses me. It has a lot of entertainment value for me kind of way. Like, I was very mm -hmm. fond of her. And I kind of still am <laughs> in the same way. Um, I understand other people's frustrations. Uh, but I think that was because I never viewed her as, you know, she's a, she's a 3D person. She's a whole person. She's, she's very complex. She has her good stuff and her bad stuff. You know, obviously she has friends who, who love and respect her and she has people who, who don't really like her that much. The, everybody's like that. So whenever I kind of view her that way as just human person Carly Lloyd over there doing things, then I kind of can just sit back and watch and enjoy the things, whether they're good or bad, you know? Totally. 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 Never meet your heroes. Um, was there another hot topic for us to talk about this week other than actual NWSL action? Um, I do want to just give a shout out to Lauren Holiday because we found out the news was released that she has a benign brain tumor on the right side of her brain. And that she's going to have to just leave it in there until she carries the baby to term. Um, they reported that they might try to induce labor a little early at the end of September. But she still has to wait six weeks until after delivery to have surgery on her brain. And they were like, we could use all the prayers we can get. And I'm not really a praying person, but, you know, in the same vein, I will be like, you know what, I'm super thinking about you and... She's tough, she's strong, she seems like she has a lot of a good support network with friends and family, so, you know, you're going to be okay, Shaney. I mean, that that was wild news. That was wild, unforeseen news, and she was our, our player. She was our player who always stood up for the women's national team. Like, she probably was the player who I missed the most at the Olympics this year. It seemed like she, um, she took care of a lot of people. Just from stories you hear from, like, FC Casey, um, she took care of people on and off the field. 
Yeah, she was the huge advocate. She was the huge, like, I want to listen to what your problem is and let's fix it type of player. She was the, the glue. And we missed the glue this summer. Had Holiday been there, you know, we can play the what if game all day long, but she she was the mama bear. Yeah, but and now mama and now mama bear's sick and I don't know what to do about that. It's like when you're a kid and you your parent gets sick for the first time and you're like, What do I what do I do? Do I bring you like some Pedialyte? What you know? You're like, you always tell me to rest and drink a lot of water. Not drink a lot. Drink a lot of water. <laughs> like, so rest. Like, and then you try to do the chores and you fuck them up because you put the towels where the washcloths are supposed to go and you mix the whites and the darks together and you really create more headaches for them than they deserve. But it's just, it's one of those things where she's not with a team. She's with her husband. Her husband's taking time off from his sport. I really could care less if like Pelican fans are mad about him missing games. Cause I'm just like, these kids have got to be okay. She's going to be okay. She it's took care of everybody else okay. for so long. It's time to let other people take care of her. So she's going to be okay. She's got a family for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they seem, you know, to be really cool and to love her a lot as they should. So they seem to be all right. <laughs> no, I thought that was cool where her husband drew holiday was like, yeah, of course I'm going to not play to take care of my wife. What kind of... Yeah. Duh. It's a game. This is my wife. And it's not... And what I like is that he's not, like, part-time. He's like, no, I'm not going to be with the team until my wife is better. That's, like, that's how it should be. It's good to have that kind of love and support in your life during a tough time. And I know I keep repeating it over and over. It's like I'm convincing myself of it, but I really believe it. You know, she's going to be okay. Positive thoughts, like some of us who don't have prayers, like positive thoughts are what we can send. Okay, so I do I do have to wrap this up pretty quickly. So do you want to talk very quickly about NWSL game predictions? Yeah. And next time we can talk a little bit more about NWSL season. Hopefully there's less drama that we actually need to address. Hopefully it'll all be drama on the field. Yes. Okay. So, here's the top four as it stands right now. Washington Spirit, Portland Thorns, New York Flash, Chicago Red Stars. Um, I believe Breakers and Dash have been eliminated. I think Pride are officially eliminated. FC Casey's eliminated. Uh, I don't know if Sky Blue can still... No, I think Sky Blue's I think, eliminated I think as Sky well. Blue's out. Yeah. And the only one who can still possibly creep in is Seattle Rain. But they're five points behind Red Stars and the Flash with two games left to go. So, either the Flash or Chicago have to drop all six points, and Seattle has to pick up all six points in order to And Seattle plays the Spirit twice. Yeah. No, one more time, one more time. Seattle plays the Spirit, and then they play the Dash. So they might pick up three points. Sorry, Houston. In the next games, we've got Orlando Pride versus Sky Blue FC. Oof. I'll call that for Sky Blue. I was going to do the same. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be Sky Blue three to one. I'll agree with you on that. I think, like three to one, yeah. Yeah, Orlando's gonna get a late goal, and Alex Morgan's gonna be involved somehow. What a year for Tasha Kai, man! Uh-huh. She's like stood up to it. It hasn't been like Banner or anything like that, but no. like she only she's... had three goals in eighteen games so far for Sky Blue. But at the same time, yeah. But just... I mean, she's 
gone toe to toe. Yeah, at the same time, she has three goals in eighteen games as opposed to you know not playing at all. So right. Um, next game: FCKC versus Red Stars. Red Stars. Red Stars. I mean, they're they're they should be amping up right now. Yeah. And FCKC, not that they are ever a team that you can walk on, but I mean they they just haven't they've had a rough season. So yeah. I'm gonna go Red Stars, uh, two to nothing. I also agree. Red Stars two to nothing. Wow, we just agree so much today. It's it's like we're in the zone. Yeah. Houston Dash versus Boston Breakers. <laughs> I can't even finish that with a straight face. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I don't I don't care. Alright, I'll do my prediction. I think Boston's got this one. Ooh, that would be great. I was talking I think I think Boston's gonna win this one uh two to one. Ooh. Yeah, I was talking to Haley Carter on Twitter, and we were like, you know what? Just give the fans what they want. No offside rule. Teams can go out there and like, <laughs> and like a, no goalkeepers. Just go out there in like a, a one five five formation, right? Just attack all the time. Yeah, constant Everybody attacking. Everybody pressing all the time. And the game's gonna finish like thirteen to eleven. It would kind of be like a basketball. So in reality, yeah, uh, I'm going to say the Breakers, they're kind of, they've had their jimmies rustled a bit. They're they are feeling themselves. So coming off their last 2-2 tie, which I feel like they should have won against the Flash, but didn't due to various reasons that start with R and rhyme the schmeffery. Um, okay, yeah, I'll call 2-1 for the Breakers. They'll score. I... Houston will yeah, come back, so and then they'll yeah. How how are we agreeing on this stuff? I don't know. Harmonic convergence, right? Yeah. All right. Thorns versus Flash. I know you have an opinion on this. I do. I want to hear your opinion first, though. I'm gonna say the Thorns are gonna win, and it's gonna be. But I don't know if the Flash are gonna get a goal. I think Jess McDonald is gonna get a fucking goal, but just one. I think it's gonna but be two to one for for the- Portland. You think it's going to be what? Two to one for Portland. Two? Yeah. So I think Allie Long's going to get a goal. I think Christine Sinclair's going to get a goal. I think Lindsay Horan is finally going to get a goal. And I think Henri is going to get a goal. So I'm going to say four to one. Ooh. Portland. All right. I'm going to actually write this one down so that I can hold you to it. Go ahead. I mean, Horan and... Henri are chomping at the bit. Like, Didn't they Haran... are so fucking salivating to get a goal. Last weekend, Haran, when Parsons shifted her up and she was allowed to just be in the box all the time, she looked incredibly dangerous. Jill? She she is incredibly dangerous, Jill. When she's allowed to be more of an attacking player, Jill. I mean, when you give her confidence and allow her some freedom, she actually plays... Like, she's not a giant. Jill. Seattle Rain versus Washington Spirit. I'm saying this one's a draw. Ooh. I'm going to go one to one. They're playing at home in Seattle. Yeah. I think think the Spirit are amped, and that's going to counter with Seattle's home field advantage. Like, Seattle doesn't play well on real grass. They Uh play much better on artificial turf. I'm going to say two to two. Two to what? Two to two. Two to two draw? Uh, yeah. Okay, I went one to one, you went two to two. That's still a draw. Yep. Why do we agree so much? This doesn't feel good. It's the end of the season, man. Uh, we these these things are becoming predictable. I guess so, yeah. 
Watch us get all of it wrong. All of it wrong. What's next? <laughs> That's all five games. What? All right. Cool. I just called my Lyft driver, and he'll be here in one minute. Wow. Good timing. Hopefully, this next week is less drama, dramatic. Please, Dram- God. I, do you like how I was going to say that? That's how much booze was in this drink. Drama attic. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. it's less drama, drama attic. attic. Yeah, I would love it if all the action were on the field this week. That would be great. Please, look- please give I'll- us something to talk about. I look forward to recapping all the on-field action. All of the action. That should be our new tagline. No, that's not going to be our new tagline. All of the action. Go get in your lift.